0: Okay, here is our uh, our situation. Um we uh, we had planned on recording the the pod uh early in the day. Um but the crew was all in town. We were all in the same place. Um and you know, we we went about the town. We had fun about the town. We We took the town by storm um, and we threw back a couple drinky poos, a couple yingers, a couple old fashions. Um, We got pretty drunk um, and then came back to my apartment. Tried to record about 20 minutes um, of this podcast, but um, it ended up that there was music in the background. The entire time. Um, of course, nobody listens to this podcast. And also, uh, I don't even know if it's against copyright law um, to have music in the background. But we decided to play it safe. And um, also, most of that 20 minutes was just us arguing with each other about whether to go to bars or not. Um, so we nixed that. Um, we went out, um, and we're planning on go to, going to bars. Um, that it it ended in catastrophe, um, to be frank. Uh, but I won't I won't get into that. Um, we did come back, um, and we tried to get another forty minutes in, which we did successfully. And there were some pretty good riffs. There was something in there about. Snow White being uh, bukakied by the seven dwarves. Um, there was uh, just like septuple teamed. There's um, something in there about uh, skim breast milk that I thought was kind of funny. Um, but that was, that only lasted about like 10 or 15 minutes. And then the rest of us was, the rest of it was kind of us. Yelling over each other and fighting, um, and me uh, farting on people. Um, we started talking about gazing into each other's uh, assholes for a little bit. Um, there were several different conversations going on at one point. Um, it, it was it was unusable, frankly. Um, we forgot several times that we were recording something. Um, and so we had to get rid of that part. Kyle said a couple of things I think that he regrets um, didn't didn't want the audio heard by the general public general public being uh, like the fucking 14 people who uh, constitute our audience. Um, his His eyes just went totally vacant. He kept he kept saying things that I think he thought uh, were, you know common sense it, like they were harsh truths um he kept looking at us um it, some of the stuff sent like a chill down my spine and you could tell he was like you know uh you know no one says this out loud but i believe x xyz which i i can't even bring myself to say just to like recite it um his, his eyes just went totally dark like you could see he was just gone from a moral stance um like just that there there would be no getting to him there was no like conscience to reach um it was just sort of an empty vessel of hatred and general evil um just like shameless um shamelessness frankly um, and it's hard to see your friend uh, become that person. Um, so that was what was on the pod. Um, that's not true. I'm just angry at Kyle for um, for telling me I can't post the original pod we had. Um, or is it? Maybe it is true. Maybe he did say like horrific things. I'll leave that to the listener to decide. Uh, anyway, I'm going to post the part of the episode that's salvageable at the very end with our outro, um, and the rest is just going to be a solo episode, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm, I, I want to give the fans some content this week, whether it's me by myself or whether we have the whole squad here, um, so I'll just be rambling for um about 40 minutes um and we'll see what happens we'll, uh, it'll it'll most likely be bad but um it, it could also here's the alternative be good um so without further ado here is episode five of get off the air Something I saw in the news today uh, has to do with a new puppy that Joe Biden recently got. Um, I thought I'd talk about that a little bit because it's a bad idea considering what has happened with Joe Biden's dogs so far. Um, And by that, I mean that he had a sort of psychopathic dog named Major. um, Listeners may know about who. A bit. Essentially, every person in the White House, more or less, um, he had to get rid of that dog, and now he has this new German Shepherd. Um, he's he the the guy can't train German Shepherds. It's utterly apparent from the fact that his dog was eating White House staffers. Um, I think there's no reason for him to. Think that this time is going to be th- this dog. I think is going to be even worse. I think this dog is going to. Um, I-, I think this dog is going to specifically have an appetite for human babies. That's what I think. I think that uh, Champ, the new German Shepherd puppy, while he looks harmless now, will soon be honing in on every single toddler that walks into the White House like it just he's he's gonna get Terminator vision and he's he's just gonna go for it um, and actually they're also getting a cat a cat in January sorry my uh, my chamomile tea uh, was uh, went down the wrong pipe there um, he's also getting a cat in January which will probably be immediately killed by champ the German shepherd um, major is apparently off in another house. That's what Biden told the American people. He had to get him out of the White House for um, attacking White House staffers. To me, uh, he should have kept the dog in the house um, because he's the head head of state, and that is the perfect animal to have in the house to intimidate diplomats into getting what you want from them um there in fact there's a story i read um in a book a long time ago about um how vladimir putin did that i think with george george w bush um he basically uh like whipped out his dog uh, he, he, he had a bigger dog than George W. Bush, and so he sort of just emasculated our president by displaying his larger dog. So imagine taking it up a notch and getting uh, whipping out a dog that is actually dangerous, you know? Like, imagine, uh, imagine the, the, the Putin comes to the White House or something, and you just you you bring out a frothing at the mouth German Shepherd. You're like, hey, uh, you still gonna still gonna invade Ukraine? Uh, how, what, what do you think Major has to say about it? He's just you know being held back by a a White House intern. He's being held back by Monica Lewinsky, who is back in the White House. She was she's also intimidating him by threatening to blow him um which would which would probably put him off even more i think we need to get putin to not invade ukraine by threatening to have monica lewinsky perform oral sex on him in the oval office Um, i think there's a a series of events causative uh a causative sequence that would go from Monica Lewinsky sucking Putin's penis to Putin not invading the Ukraine. Um I don't know what the intermediate steps are to that, but I think it's uh more likely than not uh what would happen either that No, you know what? Biden should Biden should bring a, a hippo in the house the white house how about that would be like the most dangerous animal in the world just bring bring that in the white house who's gonna say who's gonna say no to you if you have a hippo standing in the corner you know just sort of gesture to the hippo whenever somebody refuses to abide by your will just sort of just sort of gesture nonchalantly to the hippo to the hippopotamus you say, uh, "I don't know if uh, Bungo is gonna like that very much." And you throw you throw a big cabbage in his in his gullet, and uh, you go about your day. That could have that could have been what Biden was doing, but instead he decided to send Major to another house. In quotes, really he probably old yellered him, and. Um, Major's gone now um, another another possible thing they could do is um, use major in war you know they could they could because I mean if we're being honest war was much more interesting when there were more animals involved um, I'm not I think there's still animals involved but it's just like bomb sniffing dogs and stuff and who cares about those I'm thinking like like Hannibal, With the elephants, you know, where he just sort of entered the battlefield with, like, a fleet of elephants. I think that was Hannibal, right? Um, I'd I'd like to see more of that rather than just uh, bomb-sniffing dogs, which, again, I'm assuming I'm right about um, based on what I've seen in media and pictures that I remember. Um, I think... You know, war is as much a physical uh, game as a mental game. And so if you can get in the head of the enemy by using things like, um, uh, I don't know, like ima- imagine if 500 chameleons were running at you. if 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 the American army just had a, a reserve of chameleons um, and just sort of release them onto the enemy. Um, and you had 500 of those things just running at you full speed. To me, I'd, I'd certainly rather... Uh, I'd, r- I'd rather see 10 men with guns than 500 chameleons. And let's, let's imagine they're on fire for the sake of argument. 500... Flaming chameleons running at you full speed. Um, if you're not convinced, I'll make them um, those lizards um, with the uh, with the the flaps on the side of their head that sort of flare out. Um, those running on two legs with the fangs on fire. Five hundred of them. You know, if I were the enemy, I would not be able to sleep. Um, I I i'd be fatigued um i'd be on edge all the time um i would never take a breath because i would just be constantly preparing myself for an attack of flaming chameleons it would sort of be like you know from the enemy's point of view think of like that scene from the lion king where um where sort of over the horizon over the cliffs come the the just the massive herd of wildebeest in the stampede that killed mufasa think of that think of that coming towards you except it's flaming chameleons in fact let's make it let's make it flaming wildebeest there are 500 flaming wildebeest running toward you and you know in the lion king where they sort of they show the wildebeest and then they sort of zoom in on Simba's uh, terrified, helpless face. Imagine Simba, but it's the Taliban. I can tell you that Kabul would not have collapsed had we gone that route, had we gone the flaming wildebeest route. Um, Just imagine them running down the cliffside on fire toward you, I would rather have, like, a, like a drone, uh, like ten drones flying over. I, I would feel more secure with like a drone in the atmosphere somewhere that I couldn't see, um, than to see that coming toward me. We'd win every war, frankly. Um, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have what's happening now, happening if that were the case. So maybe send, not not major, I'm off major now, but maybe send some wildebeest to the front of the next war. Um, And, of course, you don't want to do it in every battle because they'll learn to expect it and prepare for it. But maybe, like, one every ten battles, some flaming chameleons or flaming wildebeest. And you have to use that stuff they move and use in movies, like that they cope people with, so that the fire doesn't actually hurt them. Um, just make sure to use that so that the wildebeest are okay, um, and the wildebeest aren't gonna hurt the enemy. They're just sort of going. It's it's sort of like a it's like a mental tactic um, where they'll probably surrender after one or two flaming wildebeest charges um and here here's the kicker um wildebeests are not that expensive so our military budget would drop dramatically um and that's even more so the case if you go with the chameleons or those the lizards from australia with the flaps i think would be expensive but they're they're certainly not you know fighter jets so we would save quite a bit of money by you know going with these uh, animals on fire rather than fighter jets and drones and stealth bombers etc the, the pentagon just uh, got like a, a 700 billion dollar budget or something like that we could probably cut that down to like 3 billion if we went with the wildebeest you know um and there (laughs) that's until there's like an another geneva convention outlawing that as you know against humanitarian law or something like that um but this is america we won't we won't sign that we won't we won't abide by that um i think i think i'm on to something here so, uh yeah, Joe, if you're listening, give me a call. Get the wildebeest on the battlefield, light them on fire, and win. Okay, so the next story we have here is um, uh, about these zebras that were running loose around Washington, D.C., For, like, the past two months, um, my God, um, I, I had heard about this story, uh, two months ago when they were first, they first escaped, um, I should say they're actually in the Maryland suburbs, not Washington, D.C. But for two months, these things, the, the, uh, the animal control could not get their act together and get these zebras. They were just in Maryland for two months, just wandering around, um, they were caught and returned to a man who goes by the name of Jerry Holly, who keeps a herd of zebras on his farm. Apparently, um, uh, apparently were being horrifically abused um, by Holly, but they gave them back to him um, for some reason that's that's beyond me. Um, unfortunately, um, not all of the zebras were returned. And that's because one of the zebras uh, a good boy was killed when he was caught on a snare trap in a snare trap owned by a little organization that goes by the name of the girl scouts Um, the zebra was killed by the girl scouts now the girl scouts claim as of course anybody would that this trap was placed there illegally by a trespasser. The trap was it was a, an illegal trap, by the way. Um, I think what actually happened is that the Girl Scouts purposely killed the zebra. Um, and I don't just think it was the adults who run the Girl Scouts. I think it was the actual girls. I think the girls set like a, a snare on Girl Scout property to kill zebras because as we know zebra is um a very it's a central part of the diet of the Girl Scout they eat raw zebras they're a lot like lions in that way they kind of just they they typically will catch a zebra in a snare trap and then um uh, much like a a pride of female lions. They will then walk up to the zebra when it's incapacitated and sort of sink, <laughs> sink their fangs into uh, the zebra's neck um, until it, it suffocates um, via uh, a crushing of the windpipe. Um, that's what the Girl Scouts do. They're usually wearing their uniforms when they do it, too, so they kind of they have all their merit badges Uh, across their bodies and then they they walk up to this incapacitated zebra and if you've ever seen the look of horror in a zebra's eye um when it's it's totally helpless and the life is being squeezed from its body or its windpipe is being crushed by a a lioness um with the sort of vigor and strength of um you know any animal that hasn't eaten for, for days and days. Um, if you've ever seen the terror in a zebra's eye when it goes through something like that, that that same look was in this zebra's eye when the Girl Scouts, um, when the Girl Scouts approached it, and um, ate it, killed it, and then ate it. Um, yeah, the Girl Scouts are not to be trifled with. They are. They will, they will kill you if you're a zebra. Um, they're to be trifled with otherwise. Um, I personally think that the whole the cookie thing is sort of a, a front for their uh, sociopathic zebra killing business, um, where they eat zebras um, and do it in the most gruesome and brutal way. Uh, they know how um um i i, I kind of think that uh, they may have had more luck catching these zebras i don't think it would have taken two months if they had released if not the girl scouts at least some lionesses into the mix um in in suburban maryland um there are a couple cons with the idea, admittedly, but I think they're far outweighed by the pros, which is getting these zebras back where they came from. You know what I mean? I, they, they don't belong in suburban Maryland. They're not, they're not, it, it, they didn't evolve to be in that ev- environment. Um, they evolved to be in horrific conditions um, on some guy's property in, in suburban Maryland not roaming free in suburban maryland i don't know why we don't just seed a zebra population in the united states It'd be sick as all hell because i hate deer they're so much worse than zebras mostly because they don't have stripes and stripes are uh sick uh objectively sick Um, anyway i think i think we should have released lionesses into suburban maryland and maybe gotten a couple marylanders while we're at it Um, maybe we should have released, like, like, a tiger, tigers, they're even, they're even cooler, because they hunt solo, so you wouldn't have to have as many of them, um, or you could release both, you know, and, and see, see what they can do, maybe they'll team up, maybe they'll make a liger, and the liger can, it, it, it would have all the advantages of being a lion, while also working solo Um, it would be sort of like a lone wolf Um, maybe wolves to release some wolves into Maryland Um, in any case I think the only way to fight an herbivore is with a carnivore with a taste for that herbivore and I think that's what the animal control people were forgetting when they uh, came up with the plan of simply capturing the zebra and returning it to it's uh, a horrific imprisonment in uh, in this guy's like backyard. Um, anyway, give me a call, animal control, if you ever want my advice. The next time a zebra or you know a buffalo or a monkey or whatever it is escapes, because I will Wikipedia the predators that feed on those things, and. I'll get back to you. I'm pretty quick with Wikipedia. I'm quickipedia, as they say. This has gone on long enough. I'm going to transition to the next thing. Okay, so the next story we have um, is a very uh, cool guy um, by the name of Chuck Moser um a 70-year-old man who was recently arrested for base jumping uh off of these tall buildings in Fairfax County, Virginia. Um let me, let me just read a little from the Washington Post art, uh, article on the subject. Um The, uh, let's see... Fairfax police arrested him Monday night in connection with leaps from buildings on the Capital One campus near the McLean Metro Station that occurred this year and last. So he's been doing this for a very long time. He's not being arrested for base jumping because for some reason that's not illegal in Virginia. He's being arrested for misdemeanor trespassing. Um, If our 14 followers would go ahead and start like a twitter movement over this i would encourage that because it's bullshit um and moser himself says that uh he says this whole thing is ridiculous i don't see how i don't get how you can get arrested for something when no one told me i had trespassed i don't think they have any proof i did anything like that now we love Moser. Um, a little advice: If if you don't think they have proof, you should say they don't have proof, rather than you don't think they have proof. Because there there can't be proof if you didn't do it. Therefore, if you say you don't think they have proof, it implies that they might have proof, implying that you did do it. So other than that full support for everything you did um this isn't even the most insane part of the article because this man has a history first of all he's done like uh, dozens of base jumps um second of all he uh, let, let me let me scroll a little further down he he is like a marathon runner um he he was known for running. Shir- Here's a quote: He was known for running shirtless, which he claimed he did to intimidate other runners who didn't share his six-pack physique and antics, which are detailed on local running forums and seem to shade in fiction. One user claimed Moser pounded nails into his arms before marathons to deaden the pain of running while another relayed a legend that Moser carried his son out of the Grand Canyon after he was injured on a run. So like there's two types of old men. There are men like Moser who base jump and uh, pound nails into their arms. And then there are men like George H.W. Bush who like pretend to skydive. Um, There's no there's no old men who uh, don't base jumper skydive there's only those two types of old men uh, anyway there, there's then there's men like george hw bush who pretend to skydive but really um they're not fully conscious the entire time um because george hw bush looked like just like a deep sea fish for the last couple years of his life like he didn't he didn't really emote um he just sort of uh existed he just be he was there Um, he's you know philosophers have searched for the answer to what is being for centuries and they sort of cut away all the fat to try to get to the core of being Um, what is that what is being stripped of everything else just pure being as being and the answer is George H. W. Bush. He just, beed. He was. He is. He, um, he was. There was nothing else to him in those last couple years. Um, so that's um, Moser's not like that. That was that was a bit of a tangent. There's, Moser's more of the first type of old man who is actually cool, um, and I think. It's a mistake to think that you can keep this guy in prison because he will Shawshank Redemption out of there. He will put a poster of a sexy lady on the wall and tunnel out of prison behind that poster because that's what guys like him do. They're doers, not beers. Um, anyway... Uh, this guy's facing uh, 12 months in prison. Um, I think it's pretty clear that there needs, if, if you don't speak out for his freedom, like I'm doing right now very bravely, then I'm going to give him your address and your place of work, and he's going to come there and he's going to hammer a nail into his bicep in front of you and then he's gonna he's gonna kick your butt. That's what he does. He kicks butts. He takes names. He remembers. He has the memory of an elephant, in that way. Um, and he's not gonna forget that you didn't speak out when he was behind bars. Um, he won't be behind bars for long again. He might even not even Shawshank out of there, but just sort of bend the bars and step out. You know, um, and walk out of jail. Yeah, I I think that's what's gonna happen. I think he's going to walk out of jail. He's gonna say I don't want to be here anymore, and he's going to leave, because that's what alphas do. He's not. He's even like he's before alpha. He's like not even a letter. He's a number. That's how that's how cool he is. He's like. He's like negative the negative alphabet. That's what this guy is, Chuck Moser. Um, I want to uh, give him our endorsement uh, as a pod. I don't uh, whatever whatever he does, and I mean whatever he does, we will support as a pod. Thank you, Chuck Moser. Give us a call. We'd love to have have you on the show. Much love, stay strong, let the haters be your motivators. Okay, this last uh, story is very funny. Um, there is something happening in Italy and that something is Italian priests and bishops telling children that Santa Claus is not real. Um, it's bold. It's, it's something that is not needed in any sense, um, but they're doing it because they're Italian and they're Catholic, and that's what Italian Catholics do. Um, so, this was in, in the New York Times this week. Um, Santa Claus thundered bishop antonio stagliano is an imaginary character children's jaws dropped and the holiday wool fell from their eyes as for many long minutes in the santissimo salvatore basilica the bishop continued to stick it to santa who he said had no interest in families strapped for cash um he's he does have them there um, later on, this guy, <laughs> children's jaws dropped, um, and the uh, the the bishop, uh, one of the children said to the bishop that her parents had assured her Santa Claus was real, to which the bishop responded that you should tell your parents that they tell lies. <laughs> so um, he's really pulling out all the stops with this one, just roasting santa claus um uh also god is not real either that would that would be actually brave tell tell the children that god isn't real i also made up a god i think that would be the logical next step tell them because i'm one of those angsty teenage atheists who equates santa claus with god um. Anyway, I think I. It, it's it's all the more devastating, I would think, to these children because of the fact that not only are they being told Santa Claus isn't real, which would be devastating enough to Ameri- an American child, but they're being told that the Italian version of Santa Claus isn't real, which I don't know much about, but I assume is much cooler than the american version of Sarah, santa claus you know i bring it a presents you know stuff like that every once in a while you know Give giving me the cookies or maybe maybe italian santa claus is like italian american there'd be no reason why it would be but it's a possibility i like thinking about it hey i'm uh, bringing you some uh, gifts maybe i can bring you some gifts Maybe Italian Santa Claus is uh, Tony Soprano. You know, he's a, a big fat guy. He's um, he's not really like Santa Claus in any other way. But it's 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 a possibility. It's a distinct possibility. Maybe Carmela's Mrs. Claus, Tony, or Santa. There were no presents under the tree. You know. Carmela missus Claus. Maybe there's maybe there's uh a a Tony that cares about uh, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, but not not humans. Like the Tony in the show who cared about animals. Yo, I care I, I care about what do you what do you mean Rudolph's not allowed in the reindeer games? This is uh, I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm running out of steam here. It's, it's hard to do a, a, an episode by yourself. So I think I'm going call it um, I think I'm gonna call it on Italian American Santa Claus because it seems like the right spot to put a stop in this. So thank you for those of you who made it to the end of the episode. Um Stick around. For the next couple weeks and just bite the bullet still listen even though it's going to be bad it's just going to be me talking to myself um still give us a listen um you know maybe this is the time as the show gets bad for a couple weeks where you start paying us on patreon that would be i think that would be funny because it would be like sort of ironic like, oh, yeah, this is. I'm gonna drop five or ten or a hundred dollars for this shitty shot. You can sort of laugh to yourself about it as you do it. Um, and we'll be laughing with you all the way to the bank. Not really. We'll be laughing because it's funny. And you're funny if you do it. You're funny and good looking if you do it, too you you actually shouldn't I, if if you ever gave us money i would i would feel too bad i would give it back but and that actually I, I take that back do give us money um anyway this has been episode 5 of get off the air i hope you enjoyed it have a have a happy holiday a merry christmas and um i'll see you here next week <laughs> Contribute that much, yeah. So, I you can't can, like a... live off of sperm, absolutely not. Uh, okay. So, what about uh, Snow White being Dukakis? Yeah, how did <laughs> she survive? Yeah, Snow White was only living off of well, dwarf cum, yeah. <laughs> here's the fun theoretically, things. the dwarves were also eating something each other's own cum. cum. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> a self sustaining mechanism. Coming in. Dwarves actually can eat come, and that's why Snow White was having such a problem. Yeah, exactly. Because she was a human, Dwarves are and she was trying her best. Yeah. She was really like... environmentally friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually like what we should... That's the model that we should face our future eco-friendly eating world on. That's the a- reduced a- for you, Yeah, a- but that also means eating the breast milk of others, and I'm not sure I could do it that. It doesn't wow. at all. Well, yeah you of, did kind of just take a leap there. well we were talking say, about well, earlier we, in, cum, it's, we might as well drink breast milk Yeah. what I'm saying is that is the same kind of like it's a deal. slippery slope <laughs> just like eating <laughs> like bodily fluids at drinking breast milk is more debauched than <laughs> right yeah. it they are it literally is. equivalent from a bodily fluid drinking no, perspective no, eating cum no, they is, they is significantly worse <laughs> <laughs> It's worse? Yeah, he would much rather drink some breast milk. Yeah. Do you Drinking think breast milk, milk has a much texture? Disgusting. Do you think it's like it's gooey? Milk. Or is it just I, milk? I, I don't think it's gooey. not gooey. gooey. No. It has to come out of nipples. I certainly don't you think drink it's gooey. But is it like you drink skin? Is it 2%? Like It's probably whole, man. <laughs> yeah, it's whole milk. <laughs> that's, that's, it's the rich. Why? Is that yes. the idea? Why would women secrete skin <laughs> milk? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a skim milk woman. <laughs> are you crazy? Can you imagine? Just like ask. Oh yeah, baby. my baby gets skim. Yeah, the ba- babies. That's what I see. Babies are very demanding about what kind of milk they get. They adjust on so site what the fat, 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 fat content of their milk <laughs> is. Babies on a diet. They're just like. No, no, no! I only. Yes, milk. my newborn it's is like, on a diet. That this that like makes cold. sense. Is this whole milk? <laughs> That's usually a baby's first word is asking what the fat content of the <laughs> breast bump <bunkers. laughs> <sighs> is. like, oh my god, I'm getting
1: it. So- oh my god. <laughs> that's my
0: phone. Much love to the fans.